You know, everyone starts at zero. We don't like to, we actually don't even love it. But every time somebody tries something new, they're starting off at zero. And I think unfortunately that limits us and really keeps us from trying some new activity, new experience, skill, or travel to a new location. I've discussed fear of failure and how to live curiously in previous episodes, but join me today as I outline four key steps to truly embrace starting at zero and when it's done right, what you can expect on a fun journey forward. Too often as adults, we're concerned with an appearance of failing at something or not looking like we know what we're doing. You know, we've all done it. Even thinking back when I was first starting to learn how to bike, how to snowshoe, or even set up my first podcast. I didn't want to look like an amateur or a newbie. I wanted to make sure I looked like I knew what I was doing. Now, I'm sure there's a much more sophisticated psychological basis for how we're wired this way within our psyche. But when you think about it and look back, it's really silly because who cares? I'm sure that anyone observing me while I was learning any new skill had no idea who I was nor how I was progressing or failing forward on a certain day, and nobody cares. So we really have to just get over it ourselves. We have to get beyond this thinking that the spotlight is on us if we're not an expert, or if there's some shame in learning something in public. I've shared some of this on a previous podcast about a snowshoe event called My Best First Last, because I came in second to last, it was first time for me, and I got lost on the course, which is hilarious. Um, and it sounds a little bit more negative uh, or ominous, but it really wasn't. I was at a beautiful ski resort surrounded by this, God, all the snow. And the course just wasn't marked as well as I needed it to be. So here I am just walking around this awesome landscape. Uh, everybody else seemed to do fine with the markings and I uh, happened to add a few extra steps. Okay, a lot more extra steps. But taking it in full context, I was in no danger. It was gorgeous. So it was a simple reframing of my perspective at the time that really helped me just enjoy the day. And you've seen it. You've seen the embroidered pillows or the wall signs that say, you know, get out there, enjoy your day or enjoy the journey, right? But are you really living it? Are you really enjoying the journey? And are you giving your permission to fail forward? So let's get back to you and your zero because there's gotta be something on your list, something that you wanted to try and just haven't gotten around to. Whether it hasn't been a priority or you haven't made time for it or whatever, there's some other reason you haven't started. So there's value in pausing here and having you really consider what's holding you back and what's roadblocking you. Cause that's the only way you're actually going to be able to get unstuck why for some reason you haven't signed up and started that pottery class or tried paddle boarding or why you haven't written that first word of the blog you talked about starting a year ago. Again, I've got other podcasts that help you get started. So today I'm gonna to focus instead on sharing a personal story about cross country skiing and then the key four ways you can embrace your zero and absolutely love trying something new. So let's talk about something I recently tried in which it was so painfully obvious I was a novice, but it was also clear that I was having a blast. So I recently went to Crested Butte, Colorado, which is a really beautiful place, and rented, rented Nordic skis. 
It was only the second time in my life. First time I took a lesson from an instructor two years ago, which really helped tremendously. Now, it still didn't make me an expert or advance my skills tremendously, but it accelerated some of the proper learning techniques. So on this trip, I rented skis on my own with a friend and we headed out on our own trails without professional assistance and supervision. The danger rating level was pretty low because we were gonna stay on trails that were right next to civilization. So we thought the fun could outweigh the risks or trouble. And what a hoot. If you wanna see something funny, you'll have to go check out the complimentary video story on my YouTube channel because putting on what I feel like are boots and two skinny toothpicks and me having slide around the snow is very entertaining. I had to completely reframe my expectations about this activity because even though I consider myself athletic, there was absolutely nothing athletic and nothing coordinated at all about what was happening when my feet got in the bindings of these toothpicks and used these clunky ski poles that eventually saved my booty a number of times. No good could come of this. I was okay and fine just standing there and even if I went up the hill a little bit, but anything that had a slight decline or like 1% downward slope was brutal and scary as heck. And it was so not pretty. I would, you know, pie, uh, pie wedge all the way down. And yes, I did fall down into the snow. But that's a key piece also of the story because we went on a day when there was a lot of soft, mushy snow around. So kind of planned that even if I was going to fall and I'd still be very careful about it, I'd only end up with maybe a little bruise. That and possibly a hit to that super athlete mental image and ego I have of myself. So went out on the trail with my sticks and my poles, one foot in front of the other, not very coordinated, and very clear around to very clear to everyone around me that I was new to the sport, like a flopping fish on dry land. But at the same time, you couldn't get this smile off my face. The picture, scenery, and this unbelievably beautiful experience that I wasn't able to get just driving somewhere. And it's really magical when you head off that beaten path and take a walk on those dang skinny toothpick sticks and get a little further away from town. You're out in the middle of this beautifully covered white landscape and you're hopefully not cold because you've bundled up with the right equipment, but the stillness, the quiet, and the beauty around you of this nature is just so worth it. And we actually, in fact, ended up keeping our gear another night so we could do it again the next morning. Try a different location, a different trail, and just offend other people in another area. I really didn't want to get out of bed, uh, but the opportunity to see this beautiful area at sunrise was over the top too good to pass up. Now, it was clear on this day, as there were others there snowmobiling, that I was a novice. But it was also no biggie. It, I, I have no idea if they even knew I was there. I had this beautiful morning, beautiful sunrise, and a great experience and memories. If I had stayed in and worried about how silly I might look or starting off at zero, I would have missed it. So what have you missed? What can, what can you keep from missing in the future? because I'm here to give you permission to really try it for goodness sakes. As I think if you try something that's going to bring a big smile to your face, it won't matter how well you execute it or how quickly or how slowly you pick it up. 
Because I'm pretty sure anybody checking out my cross-country ski skills right now would say I'm just a smidgen above zero and I really don't care. So let's get back to you on the four key steps you can take to embrace your zero and really enjoy it all. Number one, identify your roadblocks and figure out how to get around them. Now this seems pretty like, you know, I'm talking about like it's a real easy step, but there is a lot to unpack here. So take the time to figure out what's roadblocking you and then get yourself around these roadblocks and get yourself unstuck. That's the first big step. And honestly, it's the most difficult and the others, once you get past this, will be a lot easier. Number two, reframe your perspective away from being anything competitive or super jock or get rid of these high expectations that you're going to pick it up quickly, easily, or become an expert overnight. It is most likely not going to happen. So we might take things more cautiously than we have in the past, and that's okay. But either way, get past the second step and lose all of this competitiveness. All of this, I've got to be great at whatever I'm trying, and just focus on getting started. The third step is get ready to stumble. Not rumble, but stumble. And again, if you can manage it, that will be okay. Because it's not worth not trying something new. Because if you're gonna stop doing this now, what are you gonna do tomorrow and the next day? Because my friend, if you've decided right now that you don't wanna try something new, or even if it's not a full-blown conscious decision and you keep putting something off, what are you gonna do tomorrow when you're 60-something, 70-something, or 80. I'd really have a hard time thinking that for the rest of my life, I'm not going to start anything new. I just keep living with what I know. That just doesn't jive with me. I feel like it's just the opposite. Because the more I learn, the more I explore, and the more new skills, activities, things I try, the younger I feel, and the more I feel alive and part of this world. And I don't want those days to end. I can't figure, I can't wait to figure out what my next is. So get ready because it's okay to stumble and you will. And you've heard the term failing forward. Again, another inspirational quote or, you know, talk that, you know, it's tough and you're not going to master the skill right away and it's okay. But it's your perspective and by reframing it and understanding you're going to stumble, it's okay because with each step you are going to learn. You'll learn some things that are good and some things that are maybe not so good. Going back to the pottery class example, maybe you learn you really don't like being covered in wet clay and that's valuable information. Maybe you decide at that stage to go in a whole different artistic direction with watercolor paints. Or maybe you decide you love being covered in wet clay. And that first piece of clay that comes out kind of looking like a vase, well, maybe, we're not really sure what it is, you're gonna prize because it's like one of those presents from like your, when your kid was in third grade, right? It was created with lots of love and it represents overcoming those first hesitant steps and really actually it shows that you took a great step forward. The fourth and final step is to really embrace your kid-like enthusiasm and enjoy it. My God, take a look around and enjoy it. Living curiously again is I think one of the best anti-aging tools out there. Not only does it improve your mental health, but it improves your physical health because you're not spending another moment just sitting home watching the television. What would make you giddy with excitement? What is something that you've seen either a friend try or somebody's doing in a place that they visited that immediately brings a smile to your face just thinking about it? So remember to go figure out what's your roadblock, 
lose the competitive emotions and reframe your perspective, get ready to stumble, and then embrace that kid-like fun on this amazing new journey you're going to take. So we have a challenge coming up in April. I'm very excited about it and I hope you consider joining us. So it's eight days to crush it and really live it. We will walk you step-by-step step in identifying something new you're going after. If it's something professional, if it's something personal, we want it to be something more fun, something more bucket list focused. What is something you want to do that you've put off? And we're gonna walk through developing the timeline and the plan, and then we're gonna take some action steps, and then we're gonna create an accountability group to come back and see how you're doing. So. If there's something that you've put off for a while or you just know that you need to dedicate a little bit of time for yourself, spend this week plus a few extra days with me and let's get you there. If you're already crushing it and you think this challenge isn't for you, like you've tried something new or you found and embraced your zero, post a picture or a video and tag Inspire Your Next with your story. Because even if you don't join us for this challenge, when you share with others, you're inspiring them to try and find their zero and embrace it as well. I have additional resources available on my website and more stories, recommendations, and favorites and resources that will help make your next chapter in your 40s, 50s, and 60s and beyond way better. So come join our challenge, check out our additional resources, and get out there and embrace your zero and try something new.